This is the 212 Podcast. Here's a podcast that tries to bring a bit of positive insight into the arts and entertainment industry in a really weird and strange time. Like and subscribe if you enjoy what you hear. Our next guest on the podcast is an electronic singer, songwriter and producer from Thailand. She has been named in numerous Best New Artist categories for publishers such as Apple Music, appeared in Vice showing us around the city that she loves, which is Bangkok, and an insight into her musical loves in NME. She is the next big thing, a pioneer creating a new genre in a giant of a capital. Sawadee Pyra, how are you and where are you today? Sawadee I'm Pyra and right now I'm in Bangkok. Did you grow up in Bangkok, Pyra, or, you, or were you in a different area? I'm born and raised in Bangkok. Yep, until now I'm still in Bangkok. What was it like growing up there? Because there's so many people, there's, there's so much going on, there's, there's so much activity going on. It's just it's, it's constantly alive. Um, frankly speaking, I am a third culture kid in this um, country, and I don't feel like I actually belong here like other people because I'm kind of like always the outcast in my society because I'm so weird too weird for them yeah so it's it's a bit it's a bit tricky for me because I thought I'm Thai but then like Thai people doesn't get me either (laughs) because I was born and raised in an international school and I went to an international college as well yeah, you mentioned that in a few of the interviews that you you kind mm-hmm. of educated in that international school. How do you think that that shaped you in comparison to? I guess you said that you. I mean, you you said that you don't seem to fit the 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 mold of whatever whatever that is. What? How do you think the being educated in an international school shaped you? Uh, I I feel very fortunate that my parents decided to send me to an international school because English actually opened my door to the world so much that's why i'm doing this podcast with you that's why i got exposed like on enemy 100 and like got all these awards because i don't sing in my local language how attainable was music for you growing up as well did you did the international school like promote being musical or creative no actually i'm like our society is a bit way behind in art and music and Nobody, no parent would support their kids to be an artist or to be a musician because everybody, every Asian parents kind of want their kid to be a lawyer, a doctor or someone working in the corporate world. So, yeah, I have to swim against the current up until now to be able to pursue this career that I love. Did your parents think the, the, the same as well? Did they want you to do that as well? Yeah, my mom actually wants me to be a normal, basic human that works office hours, nine to five. <laughs> so what did she think when you, you came back and you were like, actually, mom, I'm going to start doing music? Uh, she she has been always against it until I actually confronted her maybe three years ago that, okay, this is what I want to do. So stop telling me to do something else. <laughs> How did you kind of get into that if, like, you, you, were, you were talking about then, like, the, the fact that, you, you know, it's culturally might not be something that is seen as, uh, as a path. Like, how did you get into 
into it? Were you looking at different articles from outside? Because I'd imagine the media is really focused on not on on that side either. If 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 as you say, it's kind of culturally kind of stigmatized. Mm, um, I think this is gonna be funny, but I actually started music because of my mom, who is against it. So she actually sent me to so many extracurricular activity classes, of which. Um, some of them are related to music, which is um, vocal, guitar, and piano. But then when I love and decided to pick it up, like she kind of stopped supporting me because she just wants that to be like a, a hobby thing. <laughs> did she? Did she ever like? Did you ever catch her like listening to like Lincoln Park or something or like? Uh, any music other than 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 Thai music that kind of made you feel like, oh, well, that's kind of what I want to get into it, or it was just literally like the rebel in you was like, I'm gonna go against the grain here. I think it's because I'm really raised in a conservative family and, and environment. When I hit my adolescence, I just rebelled the hell out of it. Like from a really polite kid, I just start like talking back against my like parent, my mom, and yeah, I I I think I'm still really rebellious until today. Now I'm just rebelling against like the society <laughs> that we're in. So yeah, I think it's, this is my spirit. It's just gonna get. It's just gonna ramp up and up and up. You by the time you're mm-hmm. fifty, you're gonna explode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. um what music were you listening to like when you were growing up then what and how did you get access did you have to kind of listen to music sneakily Mm, no I think like from what I can recall like the first um like music that I listened to is probably like jazz because uh, my mom drove me to school every day right and she usually put on like a Kenny G (laughs) Kenny G jazz record (laughs) yeah and then like a bit later um when i can actually pick my own music i listen to like the really pop stuff like britney spears atomic kittens and all that i really love britney <laughs> i just but, uh, kenny g's like the the ultimate lift music isn't it i know it he's actually so famous in asia i don't know why it's like uh, david hasselhoff in germany i don't know how he's famous there <laughs> but it just it, it is <laughs> Mm-hmm. It is. I, I didn't Sorry, find on. what I truly love until when I was 16. And I actually discovered like the whole electronic music spectrum from like Affix Twins to like the EDM Skrillex. And then like I know now that this is my true calling and like this is my turf. Yeah. So, what was was there anything else like a young Pyra that, that was there anything else that you were into other than music like was a sport so i know like cooking's massive there was it is there is there anything else that you were into or you literally just hung on to it as soon as you started getting into it no actually i was exploring too when i was a kid i'm actually really good at education so i'm that's like straight a kid i graduated with a first honor degree like from the best university i'm like a, a nerd I think I'm just very competitive. I like to be like on top of everybody else. So I yeah, actually made it on top in whatever I put my mind to it. 
And I was also an athlete before I competed in swimming, um, tennis, and like in my high school, like J, like varsity volleyball team as well. The music inside you as well must, and, and then getting straight A's must have been even more of a fuck you to your parents almost. Like, I'm going to get straight A's and I'm still going to go and pursue music. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what my parents is probably like sad about too like she got so much potential he should have been a lawyer and all that that's hilarious did you have any siblings as well i have a half blood older brother yeah two years older than me and i'm assuming that he's not is he's not in not in music he is actually making a lot of money like maybe more than me he's a voice talent Oh, what does that what does that entail? Uh he what how do I say? He actually like voice tons of commercials worldwide or like voice act in like Netflix series. I've always been interested in those people because you you, you do get this I mean what is that the like the the X factor in America they always have that same person who has that big bellowing voice. Oh, yeah, my brother is that person. If you need, like, another podcast about <laughs> this type of people, I think he's the best in our country as well. That's awesome. I mean, you started at uh, nine years old as well. Do you think it's important for, I guess, kids to start as early as they can with their crafts to kind of learn the mistakes quicker? Uh, definitely. Um, I think experience is, like, the most valuable thing in life more than education and where did you come up with the name from uh pyra yeah pyra is actually um short from my thai first name my thai first name is Piralada, and at first i just chopped off the first half which is para but then it's p-e-r-a right and then thai people just pronounce it like pira pira so um that's actually a thai name for men so i'm just like okay this doesn't work in Asia, so let's <laughs> do the pyra because pyro means fire, and it's kind of like, kind of like me. <laughs> it's pretty fucking cool. How common is it uh, for people to sing in 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 English in Thailand as well? Um, it was not common at all when I first started off. But when when I first started off, I think there there's only like five bands doing that. But then when people start seeing that these guys actually can have outward success internationally so there's a lot more new bands new artists that start singing in english as well and do you think it's like made helped you reach like a wider audience oh definitely yeah and can you see now like from when you were growing up like that that there's other artists that are kind of following suit oh there's a ton now that is pursuing like the whole their whole project in English. Yeah, so I think we actually pave way for these kids as well. That's pretty 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 awesome. Uh, on the other side of that, is there any other big Thai artists that are popular in other countries that are singing in Thai? And do you think you need to sing in English to be a success kind of in the international stage? I think language in lyrics is really important. Like if you want to be successful in Japan, you got to sing in Japanese because that's their culture 
yeah, I think it's definitely very important. But I can see some Thai music that got an like international success, but it's world music. It's like um Paradise Malam Band, which is like a Malam genre. They play at Glastonbury, but because like the Thai Malam is now so famous as well. But I I really doubted that Thai pop can actually make it um worldwide within this ten years. I don't think what, so. What do you think stopping it? Uh, I think because our ecosystem is small. Because when you look at Asia, the first country you, you would think of in music would be Korea. Like nobody would think of Thailand as like the music hub yet, because there's not so many like famous artists coming out of Thailand, so it's overlooked. Do you think there's like a, 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 a? I was just thinking then when you were saying it. I mean, if you think of like South America, they've got some common languages in 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 you know Spanish. Obviously, there's Portuguese and French as well. But that there's so many different languages, and they 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 do feel like almost in individual. So it's like harder to, I don't know, be. I mean, K-pop's a perfect example. I mean, they've done amazing to have all this international success and a lot of people wouldn't be speaking Korean, but they, they, they love the music. Do you think it's harder in Asia? I think it's definitely harder in Asia because like all the infrastructure, all the record label, they are um, like an American company or European company, say Warner Universal, Sony, like the big threes and like Spotify or Apple music. It started off from the West. And although we have um, offices like in Asia, but still they're um, sister company and like the playlisting here, the followers in the playlist are way, way less compared to their originated country. So there's definitely tons of gatekeeper. And I actually felt this so much when like right now that I'm in a major label in Asia, I can see there's so much politics, so many gatekeepers stopping an artist from growing. Like you said, I mean, you talk about gatekeepers. Do they have, uh, is there a lot more now like Warner, I guess you, I mean, we'll talk about Warner a little bit later on in the podcast, but like Warner, is there any other of those big ones that actually kind of have a bit of the monopoly on the market? There is um, a Thai famous one would be GMM Grammy. And yeah, I think it's the only one that's still like doing pretty well. They're probably the biggest record company in Thailand, but very strictly for local music. Local music in terms of like uh, Thai or Bangkok specifically? Thai pop. Thai pop, yeah. I mean, Bangkok is, is, is uh, I've been a, a, a few times, it's kind of just pure chaos. <laughs> it's just in a, in a beautiful way. Like there's a lot of energy. You can feel it. There's, it's definitely, you can feel something's there. It's living, you know, on 24-7. Is it harder or easier to get ahead as a musician there? Mm, I think it's, in this time, it's probably really easy for anybody to start pursuing music because the equipments are so accessible at any price. You can have a bedroom studio set up. Yeah, in Bangkok, there's so many people living here. So it's quite easy to get help from other musicians as well. So I would say it's kind of, it's a good place to start because it's also really cheap to live here. But it's not a good place to grow, I'd say. Grow as in uh, you like your followers? 
you can't really grow outward if you're pursuing um, Thai music. You kind of need to pick, like, okay, let's say um, if you want to be famous in Thailand, there's a particular route to follow. Like, start making music in Thai, start making like chill wave music or KRB type music, which is like the popular music here. And then, like, once you get to a certain level, these guys become like they got to take up the role of acting as well because that's something that makes you famous real quick and then they start getting brand partnership and all that i think this is the route if you want to be successful in thailand but if you want to be successful outside it's definitely like the opposite way to go so you so you literally like a lot of the artists do actually have to act and sing as well yep you can see all the really famous thai um pop artists like they go into acting acting with a view to be in singing Mm, i think like acting actually supports their music because even the most famous bands or musicians can't really support themselves with music alone and this is really sad do the talent shows and stuff exist there as well like is that a thing like the voice yeah well yeah like i guess the voice yep yeah how big is that there oh it's huge it's huge yeah and is is it is that a viable option for you to get more success uh i think it's it's kind of like it will be good in the short run but in the long run it will destroy my career I feel like whoever goes to The Voice in Thailand, they can't really have international success anymore because once you become a pop artist in Thailand, the music that's uh, the music that that people appreciate and it's in the trend right now in Thailand, it's not the same music that like people in the West or people in Europe would enjoy. We're a bit uh five years off like five years later in the trend in the in the sonic trend i guess so basically like if they were successful they would have to follow the pop scene there's no one kind of doing anything different on these talent shows that you gotta follow a particular like you you gotta do what the people is used to like not which is not creating something new yeah right and are you seeing i mean you kind of mentioned it earlier but i mean are you seeing these other types of music other than thai pop now getting more popular well thai pop now is kind of r&b and hip-hop i would say this is the pop music right now yeah and like the indie the in like the indie route is also big like in asia i think like you know you would call it the chill wave neo like i don't know like the indie with like stratocaster sound you know (laughs) yeah this is actually like what asia likes right now so this is big and we got a few artists from thailand that's famous um in asia like poom vipurit yolapa and h3f they're like big on this like indie sound yeah right and in your top 20 uh, your top 20 hits and stuff they're I'm, I'm assuming they're like predominantly all type pop is that is that fair to say 
like my my top tracks on Apple Music is still like the the Thai, like the Thai lyric that I sang a long time ago, like five years ago. Yeah, but my my listener usually comes from like the West or like North Asia and not like Southeast Asia. Is does does Western music get is was Western music big there as well? Western music, yeah, it's definitely really big. Who have you got like kind of in the at the moment? Like who's the who are the ones that are getting uh, traction there? And have there really been any that that have surprised you? I think like biggest surprise it's which is just like how Kenny G is famous in Asia is a band called Hon, H O N N E from UK. I heard that they're not famous in Europe, but they're so so big in Asia since three years ago. And yeah, this is a big surprise. It's so funny. We were talking to someone the other day who <laughs> said that they um, they're, they're from the US and they they weren't famous as as famous in the US and and Japan kind of took them under their wing and they were they were massive there but in the US they weren't getting the hits which I guess it happens like that sometimes isn't it I think it happens a lot right now in the world because music is like decentralized and it's globalized so people can listen to any music from anywhere in the world and were you listening to the likes of kind of like the SoundClouds and, 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 and all that stuff as well, like growing up? Were you listening to a lot of like the new music that, that that's coming out? Yeah, I usually listen to music from new artists, like my whole life. I don't really, I'm not inspired by like Pink Floyd or David Bowie, like everyone else and everyone find this like surprising and odd. But I always listen to the new artists because I believe that these guys, if you want to do something new, you got to listen to really like experimental artists or really like super indie stuff because these guys make some really new stuff because they don't think of how to make my music pop. They're, they're just really doing what they like and they're really creating music. Yeah, what do you think people get creatively from Thailand that they might not get from anywhere else? For me, I definitely look back into our culture because compared to a lot of the country in Asia, I think Thailand is very, very cultured. We've been here since, I don't know, how many thousand years ago. And we're so rich in art. But it's sad that nobody pick it up, aside from me and a few other people. So I reference this a lot in my music. I use um, Thai traditional instrument. And in my music video, there's a lot of like the Thai visual, Thai architecture, Thai like pots and pans. <laughs> like really, really usual Thai traditional stuff, but nobody use it right now. What are some of the traditional Thai instruments? Um, there's like a Thai xylophone called Ranat, uh, and this is what I really like. And there's like um, a string, looks like a guitar with three strings. It's called like a saw sam sai. And I think there's so many Thai, like Thai drums. There's You can actually have a whole Thai ensemble like of Thai instruments. Is the, is the xylophone, is that like a, it, that you were saying, is that is that wooden or is that metal? There's both. 
and it's like it's actually the same instrument but made with metal and made with wood yeah because i seem to i I always remember growing up in school there was people either had the xylophone which was metal or there was the wooden one which was called a glockenspiel have you ever heard Mm -hmm. of that yep yeah weird weird um thing that for, for us growing up we were always like I don't want to play the glockenspiel, but it's good that it's making a comeback. If like an alien was to come down and you had to explain or, or just explain what time music and the scene was like, how would you even describe it, do you think? Uh, I think there's four parts to the Thai music scene. There's the Thai pop, there's the Thai hip hop, there's EDM and there's indie. Yeah. This is pretty much the three part. Oh, and the, the fifth part is the trot music, which is still the biggest music in Thailand. And do you see like in 10 years time, like one overtaking another? I'm already surprised that hip hop actually taken over the Thai pop scene, like in this five year time. And this is a big surprise. So I'm sure that something else could take up hip hop too. You, we mentioned it as well, you know, with Bangkok. I mean, depending on what you look at, there is like close to 14 million people that live in Bangkok, which makes it kind of near the top five most populated capital cities in the world, which is just, a, it's a crazy amount of people in one spot. And I don't even know how big in terms of the size of Bangkok, but it, it even when I, I was there, it feels just busy. And I wondered when you go to other capitals or when you go to other cities, do you actually get more relaxed because you know that <laughs> you're not going to get anything as uh, as busy as uh, Bangkok? Actually, I, I, I'm surprised to hear this. I didn't know that we're um, the fifth busiest country and capital city in the world because I feel like Tokyo and Hong Kong is way more crazy. As way more populated yeah like at, in bangkok we don't really need to queue for food but then in japan and in hong kong you have to queue for food all the time so i'm surprised i feel like bangkok is pretty chill and yeah. for me it's, it's busier in hong kong and tokyo and have you have you been to both of those yep yeah. many times i mean you said there you feel like it's probably you get to a point in Thailand where it kind of halts you maybe and you can't, you need to, I guess you're saying that on the online, it's easier to, to, to have access to so many different things now, but do you have like an ambition to, to be in another city and live in another city? I'm moving to London next year. And is that like been, that is that always been your like focus? Oh, not, not really. It's actually quite um like an, a new idea. Because I never dreamed to live in London, but somehow life just takes me there because my music is well received. And now I got like British manager. I have like all my performance rights um, company and publishing companies all in UK. And my like I can, I can have a life there. And I won like this enemy award there too. <laughs> so I feel like, okay, probably London is where I should be because I'm being quite well received and all my similar artists are there too. Where are you going to, do you know? Uh, probably where the, the art people is, like um, around Shoreditch, Hackney, Stoke Newington, 
Bermondsey and all that. <laughs> and you said like art, art seems to be like a big thing in your life as well. Like how does that like, insp- does it inspire your music? Do they go like hand in hand? I love all things creative from like art um, to architecture, to sound, to cooking. I think it's all art. Yeah. And I, I can't just, like music for me comes with a visual in my head. It's not just audio alone. So it, yeah, it kind of come together. And, and fashion, obviously, if, you know, we're doing an audio podcast, but if anyone listening, if you go and <laughs> Google Paris, she's got some amazing uh, costumes and outfits that, that, that she has. And how does, uh, how does fashion come into your kind of creativity as well? Yeah, I forgot to mention fashion, but fashion is big in the way I present myself. But um, in person at home right now, I usually wear all black. Like I kind of wear a uniform every day, which is like black, like long pants and like big T-shirt in black (laughs) every day. But only when I um, perform or do art or yeah, actually need to express myself. I became like the super colorful and super vibrant version of myself. So there's like two sides to you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you watch in the fashion world, or like what? Who do you follow that gives you inspiration? I know that you probably like have your own, you know, individual style. But is there anyone that you look at in the world that you kind of go, oh, fuck, that's really cool. Um, of course, I think everybody's going to say the same. Um, who's, whoever is in a musician who's doing like art as well, we're going to mention Iris Van Herpen. I'm not sure if I pronounced this correctly, but yeah, this is probably all our favorite designer. Like She's doing crazy, crazy new things. Yeah, and another person that I really like who does all black is Yoji Yamamoto. Love that stuff. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Do you and and do you gain anything? Do you kind of mix up, you know, your Thai cultural heritage uh, of like the fashion mixed with you know other things that you see that that you find creative? I usually wear um like. Thai accessory or Thai fabric in my music video. There's always like a Thai tin because this is what I feel like is my forte compared to everyone else in the like in the global music scene. There's a lot I can pull on and pull from from Thai heritage. And do what do you think? I guess starting out relatively you know in the grand scheme of things in terms of like other bands that have been around for for decades and what what's your kind of ambition for pyra like do you think it would be the last the test of time and have the 20 30 year milestones of other artists or do you feel like you'll probably like pivot and and try to you know go in different directions I feel like I've never been consistent in music. I think the only consistency in my career is being inconsistent. I just like to jump like from like one genre to another. And I think this is me. But I definitely like one of my milestones is to play at Coachella. I don't know. I just feel like it's um, 
a lot of the time people ask me like okay like why why Coachella why you keep like barking about Coachella but like for me Coachella means more than being on that stage it kind of means that you're a proven successful global artist yeah and that comes with way more like tinier milestone but if we can just hold that for a second is you you were the first Thai artist who played at Burning Man Festival that's pretty fucking cool yeah, definitely. And that comes a bit too early. <laughs> I didn't expect it to be that early, but yeah, like one dream already checked. How was that? Uh, it was like a crazy, crazy experience. I always wanted to go to Burning Man, of course, probably just like everybody else, but it's really hard to get there, really hard to survive there. And yeah, that actually causes me um, a major, major sinus infection a year after. It it caused you a major infection afterwards. Yeah, like sinus infection. Oh right. What because of the because it's out in the sand. Or... Yeah, it's it's dusty, and I didn't like know that it could be that dangerous. So I didn't wear any kind of mask. <laughs> Been breathing that dust in. Yeah. Yeah right. I hadn't even thought about that. The you released your EP fucking bad part one, which you know what what was that about, and like where did you get your like inspiration for that? The whole fucking bad project, which um part two is coming out this November, is about championing equality. Yeah, so I'm touching on topics related to equality, like um feminism, mental health capitalism and yeah what else like everything equality related but i call this project fucking bad because it's definitely like something i felt that we're not quite there yet and it's pretty bad for people who are having to deal with racism sexism so i call it fucking bad but like the 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 thing about this project is that it's not really that bad because the purpose in making this music is is having is giving hope to humanity that we can become better. Yeah, what, I mean, a lot of your songs have do have like this this kind of real. I mean, they have, they have a message, but it, it's an it's an intense message and a message of real power. You know, even like Yellow Fever, if you if you listen to to that track, you know, there's a lot of the lyrics there. You're like you know they're confronting and and i guess you know more artists need to be braver kind of in their delivery of 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 their music and and message i mean this is it that there's so many messages that you want to give out that 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 the bravery just is or do you even see it as bravery i think it's definitely bravery because there's always like a downside to doing something like so forward like this like when I'm obviously supporting like one side like of the spectrum, which is probably the left, I'd say. So there's going to be the other opposing side, which is the right, who's going to be happy about my music. But yeah, this is definitely like being brave. I feel like we need this kind of people coming out of Asia, like especially Asian women who are always seen as being submissive and like quiet and polite and all that i feel like we definitely need this crazy character out there to change mm, the society and what does it mean for you to get that message out there 
Um, I'm really risking a lot and risking going to jail too because I talk very much of the time. I talk about like politics and we have censorship law here and now there's like police um soldier following my like social media. I can see, yeah, and risking from from risking people bashing me to risking going to jail. Yeah, you can actually go to jail for some of the messages that you're saying. Oh yeah, they come out with like crazy censorship law almost every month. <laughs> why? Why do you think that? Why do you think that is? Oh, I think um, there's a trend. Mm, I think it's now the rise of fascism again in Asia, and you can see like everybody is pretty much following China, like censoring everything and having their own social media because it's easy to control people that way in this particular information age. Yeah, which is sad, but um, I have high hopes for the future. That it will turn out um, not so nasty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you said there, like as well, like you, you, you've, you know, when you put the message out there, that you know, there's, or you, you said there about the 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 left side. Do you do you get threatened by you know with with some of the messages that you do put out there? Um, I get, I I like the the most is probably having. Like all these soldiers following me, I guess, and a lot of the time, like my family call me up and be like, "Okay, don't be too vocal." I'm just, I just say, "Okay, I will um, be careful," but in the end, I'm just doing the same thing. I say it so that they can feel um, comfortable and feel at ease, but in the end, I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just gonna do what I want to do because I'm a rebel. <laughs> Do you think that's like another reason why you kind of do want to go to London, I guess? Oh, definitely, it... definitely. I can't stand this censorship law anymore. And I guess there's, I mean, there's no, it's quite, it is quite a liberal place, London, and comparatively, I guess it would give you more freedom to actually, it might even give you more freedom to be even, even louder in your message. Right. That's what I felt. I felt like Asia actually um, put me into a box. And I really wonder if I'm really free, like what kind of music, what kind of art will I be making? Because now I'm this constrained and I'm like already this loud. If I'm there, how loud can I get? Or maybe I'll just be more chill because I don't have to be a rebel anymore because it's like liberal and safe there. Like could go both ways too. And I'm pretty interested to find out. So what we're saying, anyone listening to this, is watch this space when Pyra gets to um, London because it, <laughs> it's about to get bigger. Uh, it's about to get wild. <laughs> <laughs> How is your music received in, in, in Thailand as well? Like, is there any, you know, what's your following like there because i mean you said it's quite conservative in the tire pop and the message that you're giving across is is seen as not i'm gonna say not very tired but i guess it's it, i mean they're, they're almost like you're what you're describing as that like how how is your music received there my music is not well received in my own hometown um frankly speaking but i'm well received on 
social media because of TikTok and because of being politically loud. Like I've been doing like tons of TikTok content about Thai politics, which got me like so much followings in a really short time. Yeah. And is that important to you to kind of uh, like almost inspire another generation of of Thai people to to kind of stand up a little bit more? Yeah, I think like there's tons of kids on TikTok that message me that like I inspire them to get out of the box and to be themselves. That wasn't really my goal as an artist, but it's really nice to see that I can be able to give people that kind of inspiration. Yeah, um, and you you did. There's there's kind of a new milestone and 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 another stepping stone in 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 making Pyra the, the the as big as it could possibly be, and that is via the kind of Warner Music Thailand that you that you signed up for. How was that signing for them, and what does that? How does that elevate your uh, you as an artist? I mean, I was an independent artist before signing to Warner Music, which is like a big leap like from independent to a major label. There's a lot of things that are more convenient and a lot of things that I'm like not used to as well. Because like me talking about capitalism, but then I got signed to like the most capitalist like <laughs> record label ever. So this is kind of like funny to me but also i see it as an upside like using the capitalist money to fight against capitalism which is <laughs> definitely a bad joke <laughs> a fucking bad <laughs> joke like my ep name it must just be, it must just feel really weird for you yeah i feel really weird but that's kind of my character um as an artist too i always tell bad jokes like on in my music video or in my music and this is another bad joke in reality too um what you i mean you look you've you've been saying there you know with with, with warner music you've signed up to them and you do you do actually have another you have some more tracks coming out soon don't you yep um i have another one coming out in in october it's called whole heart um h-o-l-e like the whole and heart and where can people find that just on normal, normal streaming platforms yeah, everywhere from my YouTube channel, there's going to be like a visual lyric video coming out, which is like really amazing visual again. And right after Whole Heart, we're dropping Fucking Bad Part 2 EP in November. And what, yeah. does, what does success look like for you? Success for me is playing Coachella. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely playing Coachella. And so you, so when you get to Coachella, around. you're going to stop? You're going to stop playing music? Um, I don't know. I haven't really like thought about that. I don't think I'm going to ever stop doing music because it's a part of my life. It's not like I choose this career. It's music that actually chooses me. Yeah, that's a big difference. And you talk about Coachella there, but you have played like musical music festivals in Singapore, South Korea, Taiwan, Japan. What are some of the, the best ones that you've played at? Like, I mean, we've spoke, spoke about Burning Man, but is there any others that you that you were like, oh, this is just, this is this is where I need to be? Uh, I 
really like playing in Japan and like I find Osaka really, really like special because everywhere else, Japan is a conservative country. But in Osaka, it's just like the pyra in Japan. Like people are so crazy and it's like they drive on a different side of the road or something like it's just one city that's different. Yeah, and it's really fun to play there. And I'm all right in saying not just the the artist, the you know creativity and all that stuff as well. Did you did I read this right that you did a TED talk as well? Yeah, I recently did a TED talk earlier this year. How did that come about? Mm, they just reach out to me. Actually, I give a lot of talk before, like at university. I, I was a TA before because I'm a nerd, right? I told you I graduated first honor like um, from the best university. So people invite me to speak on a lot of panels. Yeah, and TED Talk is like my definitely a dream checklist. And I did that this year. And if people haven't uh, looked at it, what's 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 it about? How, um, wait, it's called Pyra Sukhawat, which is my surname. And the topic is why you should make death your best friend. And what's the what's the what's the general like vibe of it? Um, it's just about um finding your true self and your passion and living life like honestly, yeah, so that you won't regret before you die. Actually, going into that as well, like it, I mean, we've we've just come up into you know eighteen months of the c word which we which we won't mention um but is is there anything that you've learned during the pandemic good or bad in yourself like is there anything that you've kind of you've discovered about yourself that you you didn't know i kind of discover um like the philosophy of life that there's always something you can't control because people are will always say that okay it's safer to work for corporate and to climb that ladder. But then in the end, like all my friends who work in corporation got layoff during COVID. And it proves a lot that nothing in life is ever in your control. And sometimes you just gotta stay chill with it because that's life. Yeah, we, we're coming to the end of the, the episode now, Pyra, and I just, uh, there's a couple more ones I wanna just get your thoughts on. And, and, and that's, you know, you talk about Coachella being the the, the kind of benchmark. Uh, is there is there someone that you have in mind in terms of like an artist that you would just love to to play with? Like, who's your dream artist to perform with? Yeah, or even uh, perform, or even make a track with. I really like Doja Cat. I think Doja Cat, like, if I like my dream goal, yeah, he's crazy. And is there anyone that you would love to kind of write music with? Is there anyone like lyrically that you listen to and you're like, oh, this is this is the kind of like stuff that I want to get into? Because there's so many there's so many bands out there. I mean, Rage used to Rage Against the Machine used to sing about you know the, the, these political messages. Is there anyone out there that you that you feel is on your same wavelength when it comes to that? I think maybe Rina Sawayama. Because I realized that we're like similar artists and she's really talking about like capitalism and stuff too. And last one is just 
What is in, what is important to you? I mean, you've mentioned all these different areas where you really want to concentrate on in, in your music. And there's, there's, there's so many of these, um, you know, these political messages that you, that you bring out is, did, are they all basically saying the same thing, which is, you know, equality? You mean the music right now, or my? Well, the music that you the music that you that you make, like you you all of the music that you make has like a real powerful message, and 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 I wondered if there's like one that, that kind of sticks out to you, or is it that you are just interested in all these different these different things? I think fighting against the system is always my like message because I feel growing up in Bangkok made me feel so constrained in like pursuing arts and in like creating art and I feel like a lot of the things that is in is the norm or is the stereotype is definitely like not correct or doesn't really make sense and that's what I want and need to change so that there could be more artists doing new things than artists having to follow the trend to be able to make a living in Thailand out of music. And what would you say to like the young, like younger Thai musicians out there, like you know, that want to, you know, look up to to you and and kind of pursue a career that possibly is going against the grain somewhat? You know, what would you say to them? Um, every time someone asks me this question, I always tell them that the secret of becoming successful is really easy. It is to not stop whatever you're doing. You can keep pursuing it for 10 years or 20 years. You will hit, you will create some kind of um, hit that tipping point for sure. If you don't stop. I feel like people who fail are the people who actually stop halfway. And another thing is to really do create something new. Creating something that everybody else has already created will not bring you like gigantic success it will bring you some kind of success like in a short time in that particular like trend but it wouldn't be long lasting so if you want to have a long lasting career like create your own genre create some new sound create like be the pioneer of your like genre or your turf Pyra, really appreciate you taking the time to speak to us today and really wish you the best of luck in the in the new tracks. Is uh, there a shout out that you want to give to any of these uh, new tracks where they, where they can listen to them or where they can listen to any of your old stuff and, and anything that you've got going on coming up? Okay, so I would suggest everybody to go to my YouTube channel because I want you to look at all like the crazy, crazy videos and like fashion and makeup and all that. Yeah, so Pyra and you'll probably find a lot of tracks. You can type Pyra Bangkok. That's probably the easiest to remember. And there's a song called Bangkok too. Yeah, and if you want to follow my social media or website, all the handles are only Pyra. O-N-L-Y-P-Y-R-A. Pyra, thanks very much for speaking to us today. Good luck. Thank you so much, Ben. This episode of the 212 Podcast was edited by Podlike. We provide expert editing and production for podcasts and content creators. Find us at podlike.online.